The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. Set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? And just like that, (laughs) we are recording a special bonus podcast for Sex in the City. Mm-hmm. Well, for just in just like that. And just like that. I was going to say, I almost started off the podcast with, and just like that, we're back. Like the way that oh, she should have. Voice. Oh, gosh. I mean, the now. Carrie wow. Bradshaw voiceover is probably one of the most iconic things. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, But we'll get into it uh, because this is, I mean, obviously we're here because Sex and the City was a 90s show. Very iconic 90s show. A lot Mm -hmm. of people have seen it. I've seen it. Um, They've came, they come out with two movies since the series ended. And now we're looking at a new HBO show. Um, It's crazy. It's crazy. It came out um, December 9th today. Today, today. The day we're recording yeah. and the, the day, day that this is going to be released. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we got to go fast here. And just like that, we are podcasting professionals that have to record and release on the same day. We do. Yeah. Um, um, should but, we start from the beginning? Like where they left off? Mm, I was going to say we should no. start with like a we should start with a where did we leave the gang 
last time before we get to this point in the show because they released two movies. I've only seen one I've of those movies. Seen, you've only seen Sex and City one. Yes, because it was you so bad not. that once two came out, I was like, fuck mm. that. I'm not going I didn't think that Sex and the City, the first movie, was bad. The second movie was very questionable. They went to Abu Dhabi. They uh, went on some adventures. And um, and just like that, now we're not in Abu Dhabi. <laughs> um, but, no, I, I, I kind of want to go even before that. Like, how, okay. how did we, like, when did we watch Sex and the City? Who ah. do we think we are? Gotcha. Um, okay. Let's like start from the very beginning and then we can talk about like, do we even remember where they left off? Yeah, I, I looked I it up. So now I do. But I would say, yeah, um, I watched the show. I was definitely teenager ish when I first saw it. I believe they used to do reruns on TBS. So whatever oh, yeah. I did see was like very much um, cut for regular Ooh. cable TV versus the HBO scandal, right? Like the, the nakedness and all Did of that. Did you ever nudity. go back? Oh, and... 100%. Yeah. Okay. No, I've seen. So that was how I first saw it. And then um, I had since rewatched the full thing at some point in my life. And then for some reason, I don't remember why, my husband and I were talking about watching it. And so I was like, yeah, let's watch it together. Because I think here's the thing the show does not age well like through a 2021 lens it really ages poorly um we got through about three seasons we got you can't to the point- stop at season three season three is the best season i'm trying to remember it was i can tell you exactly when we stopped and I it know. was when yeah it was the drama because um aiden had like taken back carrie after she cheated on him with big and will was so upset like he hated he hated Carrie to begin with but he was like he actually thought Aiden was fine and then Aiden took Carrie back after she cheated on him with Big and he was done that was it we were done watching the show he refused to watch it after that oh that's painful because season three in my opinion season three and I think maybe season four definitely season three is my favorite seasons and I think it's because Aiden is there and I love Aiden, you can't, you know, like Aiden is my favorite. Aiden. Aiden is way better than Big. This is not a hot take, and this is still my take. <laughs> All these years later. All these um, years. And then, who do you think you are? A, are you a Samantha, a Miranda, a Carrie, or a Charlotte, or some back in the day? I would have said I was a Miranda. Um, currently, now I would oh, say gee. most. Let's not take in just like okay. that into consideration. So then let's do, let's do, I would be a Miranda, but I would say modern day me is much more of the mindset of a Samantha. But like back in the day, I would have said, I'm a Miranda. So what why? about you? Wait, so why? hold on. So then what happened to you that you became a Miranda to a Samantha? What do you mean? Your mindset? What I'm saying is like when, when I go back and watch the show now, I'm much more open-minded like Samantha. Got it. I'm not as like sexually promiscuous as a Samantha, but my mindset is much more that of a of a Samantha than it is a Miranda. But back in the day when I was choosing, if you're choosing like, oh, you're putting out your uh, Myers-Briggs and you're putting all this other stuff. I'm a Leo. I'm a Gryffindor. I would have said I'm a Miranda. Got it. Okay. So what about what about you? So for me, um, this show is pretty much my Bible in my 
specifically in my early 20s, like I used to watch this on repeat in college, like over and over again. Like I have the DVDs. If you want to rent them for me from Sarah's Netflix, let me know. Um, And yeah, like for me, this uh, Sex and the City is definitely probably like a top 10 of like my favorite shows of all time and it still is I really hold it near and dear to me I know that there's a lot of things that don't age well however I just you know I really love these characters and I you know I enjoy the journeys that they go through like through better through worse and then if I have to say like who I am I've always said that I think that I'm 50% Carrie 50% Charlotte I could see that yeah, I think that um, I'm a romantic like Charlotte and I want like the fairy tale happy ending and mm-hmm. I would, you know, to have like the the perfect dog and the perfect like well dressed and or um, organized and decorated New York City apartment like would love that. And mm-hmm. I do. I love like I. I think, like, now I appreciate Carrie's fashion more than Charlotte's, but, like, I was definitely more, like, of a classic fashion lover when I was younger. Yeah. And then in terms of Carrie, Carrie is, like, like, I want to see myself as a Charlotte, but I think that I really am, like, a Carrie. Like, there are times, number one, me and Carrie have the same mentality when it comes to money. We're, like, both <laughs> fucking hot messes. Um, number two, I think that we both get in our own ways. I think that we're both a little, like, could be a little self-focused, Um and definitely the self-sabotage. So I think that a lot of people hate Carrie. I love Carrie. I, if I had to choose, like per- Carrie is probably my favorite character, which I know is the hottest take. And it's not because she's the main character. It's just because I just, I love her and I accept all of her like ugliness. That yeah, she is has a lot within. of flaws. Yeah, She's a lot of flaws, but like that's like what's exciting about her it's like you don't know what she's going to do and she makes so many mistakes but you're on the journey with her yeah i, I love carrie um okay. I, that might be like a, a very big hot take so well, a it's hot take. Kinda, it's yeah. kind of fun that we feel like we have opposites and i think that that's just the beginning of where our opposites are going to be this, we'll, this podcast we'll like, see i yeah. might surprise you who who knows um i got my carrie hair going on today you do have carrie hair today oh her hair Here's the thing Everything I'm gonna talk about A lot of things That I did not like About this show As we move forward What I will say Is to start Well yeah But to start off On a positive note The hair in the costume design Fabulous Amazing On point I feel like They nailed Both What these characters Would wear And also like What these characters Would wear for being a lot older than where we left them yeah. and yeah, not only that but 50s versus their 30s exactly so they're dressing they're dressing differently but still in a way that feels true to both the show and the characters especially carrie like i would kill someone for those freaking pants she had on that had like i don't even know what you'd call them the extra legs like capelets on like leg capelets coming off of them Fabulous, amazing. Um, um, Miranda's like jumpsuit, loved it. The colors, oh my god, I love that they had Miranda have her natural, you know, gray hair. We'll get into all of that. Um, but I will say, fashion very much on point for me. How do you feel about it? 
Yeah, um, I think that the show, first and foremost, is gorgeous. Um, it was shot beautifully. I mean, last time mm. we saw Sex in the City, it was it was 20 years ago. So it, it looks like pixelated like, mess. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't look as good as this looks. It's like even the first shot, you're like, oh, it's pristine. It's gorgeous. Yeah. The costumes are outstanding. And we looked it up. Patricia Fields um, is not the costume designer who... Um, did Sex in the City famously? She's not on this. Um, I'm I'm trying to figure out who the who's responsible for this, and I'm thinking it's leading back to this dude, David Heyman. Hyman. Uh, if it's you, well done. Um, if it's not you, then you still get the props. Uh, I don't know what to say. It's IMDb is a tricky bitch and you can't find a fucking thing on it anymore. No, they, they changed the layout it. and it looks like trash, but no, you know. it's. It's embarrassing. Let me find who's responsible for the beauty of the costume design. The hair is spectacular. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I really love Carrie's yeah. hair. And I, I, we've always loved Carrie's hair, but the Carrie's, Carrie's hair has always hair. been iconic. I think like one of my favorite Carrie hair moments is when it's just as big and voluminous as it possibly can be. Yes. I think it's a great look for her. She always rocks a hat in a way that I'm like I could never nobody else could nobody can she has perfect balayage ma'am yeah perfect balayage that's what I try to do oh Sarah Jessica Parker like you probably pay thousands of dollars for your hair but oh she doesn't let anybody and she has like the money the perfect blonde money pieces in the front oh yeah pristine um I agree I it's hard like I Love Miranda's iconic red hair. However, Cynthia Nixon looks gorgeous with the silver hair. It's undeniable. I do feel like Miranda is the type to be like, fuck it. I have great hair now. Like, I like that that is in character for her. But should we get into how do we want to do this? Kristen Davis. Okay, Kristen Davis. She had she looked very much like she looks exactly the same. Charlotte. It seems impossible. I don't know. Well, she's had work done. No, no shade to anybody. You can Mm -hmm. tell, I think. But at the same time, yeah, of course she's beautiful. She looks just like she did when she played Charlotte all those years back. I Men know. too. Um, hi, uh, fucking what's his face, Mike? Mike? Am I Steve? Why am I calling him Mike? Steve, ma'am. I don't I'm know like what's St- wrong with me. Steve. Steve's looks the same, but Steve is on Chicago Fire, and he's Steve like is a straight hottie, and he always has been. Well, he has like he definitely does Arm Day because he's a firefighter on that show. He's a working man. He's he like looks working great. more than everybody else. Harry looks can, the same as well. Harry Good job, Harry looks the same. Yeah. Um, cr- like big Chris North 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 and oh, I have no idea. Yeah. I think it's Noth. We'll Noth, get into all the nonsense whatever. with him. He looks but, pretty good, I yeah. guess. Like, but no, like everybody looks spectacular. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very exciting. Like, I woke up this morning at seven o'clock, and what do you think the first thing I did was? Was it go to the bathroom? No. Was it brush my teeth? No. It was I turned on and just like that. And just like that, you watched it. <laughs> and just like that. And I've watched it. Twice already today. Oh, my gosh. Might watch it three more times later on. Oh, my gosh. So <laughs> let's start breaking down. Maybe we should go individually by like character slash like couple. Sense. So where do we want to start? I think we need to leave the Carrie Big situation for last because I think that is the like. Let's. OK, let's just get Miranda out of the way. <laughs> 
So, yes. So, to, to leave... So, last we saw her, Miranda, in the second movie, had basically, like, quit her law firm because they were being, like, misogynist assholes, right? And then she had... By the end of that movie, she had gotten, like, a new job with, like, a new law firm. Now, where we find her is... as And, and here's the... A, a big con and it's going to come up immediately um for me is not every show like there it's okay if you don't talk about covid like we all know what happened we, we all live through it i don't need it in my television and i say this every time this comes up on every show i cover yeah. i don't i don't like it i don't need to be reminded i don't need the six feet apart jokes like i don't need any of that um and this show yeah. like they do bring it up quite a bit in the first episode um, not my favorite, but that's part I feel of Miranda's as though they line. have to justify why these women are like gallivanting all yes. over the city. Um, but once again, we can live in a world of disbelief where there yeah. was no COVID. Um, I would be fine with that. It doesn't have sex in the city doesn't have to be realistic. That's you know? the thing. We don't need we could just pretend it didn't happen in this world. It's a fictional world. It'll be fine. Um, but yeah, Miranda. Um, we first see her at the brunch, and she says that. Well, she says a lot, but the I guess the the main attraction is that she's starting school again, and she's trying to get a master's in human rights so that I can pair with her law degree so that she can be an advocate for women that need one, which I think is spectacular and very yes. on brand with Miranda, and I yep. think that that seems right. Um, the other big storyline for Miranda is dealing with a 17-year-old Brady, her son, and his girlfriend in his sex life. This is... Which... Here's the thing. When they were starting the storyline, and I didn't do the math, when they started doing the storyline, I was like, oh, Brady must be, like, in college. Like, he, he must be, like, a college kid. He's fucking 17, and you're listening to him fucking fuck in your house? I would... So they're trying to be, like, sex positive and they don't want to sex shame him. I think I would be a lot more comfortable with the storyline. And I don't know, like, if this is me just being, like, a prude. If he was aged up to 19, I feel like for whatever reason, that would make me feel more comfortable. Especially, um... We're going to try not to do spoiler, like, for the second episode. We're going to try to stay on the first episode. We're going to touch on it at the end. Yeah, but, we'll touch. We'll, we'll, this is just for the premiere. We will yeah. talk a little bit about episode two at the end of, of this podcast. But I like, just feel like we got too much on uh, Brady's sex life for being a 17-year-old kid. Yes, it's, it's like, it's... <laughs> It's too much and I understand why it's a storyline like it makes sense right you're dealing with a teenager and hormones and relationships and all of those things but like I just feel like I wished that we didn't necessarily get as much talk about Brady Are fucking we grandmas like we I mean I've never seen Euphoria but like I feel like we've probably seen Oh I've seen Euphoria on, Is it it must be the worst on Euphoria It's different because we remember Brady as a baby and also because he's he's 17 and like I just feel like it's a bit much like if I was a parent and I don't mean to like this is not parent shaming by any means but like I don't know that I'd be comfortable listening to my son fuck in the other room like in my opinion it's like do it safely I know you're doing it but do it safely and don't let me fucking hear it <laughs> like, yeah yeah I don't know I mean I guess that's like the downside of having a New York City a apartment or do they still live in the brownstone in brooklyn probably i don't know that they mentioned it so i'm not sure so 
But it's like, you know, if you're on different levels of the house, then I think it's a free for all. But if you share Fair. a wall, if you share a wall, it's too much. We don't want to share a wall. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we see Miranda starting school, which is exciting. Yeah, she's going back to get her. Um. Let me look it up. I believe it was I, her I, master's. I, sis, I said it before. Oh, sorry. What it's was a master's it? in human rights to pair with her law degree so that she That's can right. advocate for women who needed it. Great. Like, this is amazing. I like this storyline. And then the thing that I didn't like about this storyline is, like, they made it so supremely awkward on her first day of classes. Oh, gosh. And it was so hard to watch. Okay. So we get Miranda. Number one, here's another potential storyline. Miranda likes to day drink now. She likes to go to bars. She is drinking a lot and this is one of my predictions is that they're going to deal with some alcoholism situation yeah, stuff this that season. Is something that I caught on as well, which I don't know how I feel about it. Let's see how they play it out. Fine. I mean, well, I'll watch it, but we're not talking about it. But no, this you know is the, I mean? sorry. We should have said that at the top. This is our one and only <laughs> podcast about this show. We're not well, doing maybe, this weekly. Maybe we can regroup at the end. We'll see how we we'll feel see. if I even continue watching. Like, I, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll yeah. see. But yeah, this is a prediction. Potential drinking problem. She drinks like during the day before class. Like she goes to the bar and has shots she keeps, or wine. She's going to bars before they're even open. Yeah, at 1045 in the morning. To get drinks. To um, get drinks. The one thing I do like about this storyline, though, is I really love the introduction of her professor as a character. Her professor is awesome. I think that she's going to be um, a prominent force within the season. Yeah. Um, I hate... So she sits down in class and she has to move because the professor sits in a chair that looks like all the other they chairs. They didn't even so label how it. Would, how the fuck would she know? How, how would does she anybody know? else know on their first yeah, day of class? That's, that's stupid. So then the another professor comes in and she's like, oh, thank goodness. Or another like adult adult comes in and she's like, thank goodness. Like somebody like you know, in my age demographic in this and she's class. Just like, oh, don't sit there. That's the professor's Yeah. And seat. she's like, I and the Professor's like, no, I'm the professor. So, oh, oh no, foot and mouth situation. But that's fine. That's harmless. And then she's like, I wouldn't know because you look different in your picture. And then goes on speaking to a black woman about, about a black freeze. woman's hair. Yeah, which it was. Is, she is trying to be so PC where she steps over herself and embarrasses herself. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like it's. here's the thing like that moment was really awkward but I'm happy we moved on from it and then we got a little bit more about her professor whose name's um Naya and like we see her convert you know what I mean like I just think like I I like Naya on the show and I like what she's going to bring to the show um the Miranda storyline for me was like a little meh like it's fine the Mm -hmm. one thing that I really hated and like maybe this would get us a segue a little bit into Charlotte is like I really fucking hated that Miranda got self-conscious about her hair after Charlotte made a comment because I felt like that's like shitty. Like, I don't want to see Miranda struggling with her hair color because like her friend was like, oh, aren't you going to dye it? Like, I felt so bad for her. But I feel like Carrie, um, Carrie like cleans it up. She's like, no, you look fabulous. Carrie cleans everything up. Carrie is constantly cleaning up Charlotte's messes and it's a little I don't know. I think that Charlotte means well but she's very traditional. So Yeah and I don't like that. She's not really like 
pro-feminist like but she never has been and that's what drives me crazy is she's very much charlotte is like a republican who's like i'm a feminist like that's the vibe that she gives off and it makes me dislike her strongly as i i love charlotte when i was a kid and i watched the show or like a teenager and i watched the show and as an adult when i go back and watch it charlotte pisses me off more than most other characters so she's frustrating but it's because she it's almost like okay i think that it's good that we don't have four characters that are exactly the same i think it's good to see somebody that grew up affluent and you know, has is like used to a higher lifestyle and is being shown why she's wrong at times you know like yeah we you know there's a lot of times where charlotte thinks that she's doing the right thing because it's what is expected of her as a woman um and she's more like i said like of a traditionalist and i think that she has these more modern friends to show her that there's you know like different views and yet i still think so charlotte's storyline basically so she has two daughters now which we knew she had rose um you know in the first movie i think and then she's a little bit older in the second movie she's like two years old or something so right so lily is her adopted baby from in the original series and then Mm -hmm. we get rose as her her second daughter and she's still married to harry um and lily apparently is like really good at piano she has a recital coming up she like yeah. begs Char- or she begs carrie to like uh basically push off her trip to the hamptons with big to come to the right. recital it's a big yes. deal and the main thing that and i was like okay charlotte like you're being a bit much like she very much gives those like momager like all her entire life as being a parent and she d- can't talk about anything else besides her kids vibes um and the thing that drives me crazy is she buys this like these like fancy ass dresses um who was it you do you know the fashion designer Oscar de la renta thank you i would okay go on they're beautiful this is the thing they're beautiful dresses she forces her daughter to be like no you're gonna wear this it's like bitch she doesn't want to she has different style than lily to me this is very much like a my first daughter let me play dress up with her so i expected my second daughter to be like that yeah. but she actually has or her own fucking interests in individuality yeah it's i think that this infuriating. is going to be a main focus um for charlotte is dealing with the fact that her daughter her younger daughter is not a direct replica of her and mm-hmm. is not the girly girl and is going to be different and i wouldn't be surprised if we even air on um rose being queer in some regard i think we're heading in that direction what how charlotte reacts to that now this is where we get into deadly territory because you would hope that charlotte is automatically accepting because um as a mother i think that it's your obligation to love your child no matter what and it'll be very ick if charlotte has a a hard time with this but that's yeah. kind of like where i see like her going i mean you have one daughter in lily where like she does she lets her dress her up um and she's probably the daughter that she expected to have um yeah and then her biological daughter that is you know i mean they're both a part of her but I don't know. I feel like Charlotte would be like, she's a part of me. Why isn't she just like me? Yeah, but the thing is, is she's probably a lot more like Harry. She's more fun-loving. She doesn't care yeah. as much about looks and everything. Yeah. And she she has her own particular style. And the one thing I will say about the Charlotte storyline that I actually appreciated was 
during the concert um rose after lily amazing by the way amazing performance by lily at that concert the recital um that rose stands up and she's screaming she's shouting she's like so excited for her sister i thought that was wonderful because sometimes the show might take an easy trope of like they don't get along because they're so different and they didn't do that and i appreciated that yeah, I will say it is an Oscar de la Renta dress, and you should probably... <laughs> it's a really nice dress and a really great designer. Yeah, and guess what? She wore a tuxedo shirt over oh, it with a fuzzy God. owl hat. It was a little, so. was a little painful for Which, me. Um, side note, because I don't know that we're going to spend a ton of time on them because we're mainly talking about like the core four, but like, um, I did not, because I did not see the second movie, I had no idea that Anthony and Stanford were together. Oh, really? You didn't see I the had, movie? And the I mean, you didn't see the um. I didn't see the second movie. No, and so the thing that pissed me off is I remember when um Charlotte tried to hook them up on the show, and they were like, "Just because we're both gay doesn't mean we should be together." We don't. I was so infuriated about this. Why are they together? Um, I don't know. Makes no fucking sense. I don't remember. They're like, oh, we there's two gay men on the show. We have to put them together. It it was pretty annoying. I don't know if it feels like that. I mean, I guess we take it into canon, but I don't know. Their storyline is kind of stupid. Like they're they're just fighting, and no one cares. Yeah, like they're having issues, but we'll. I I do want to touch on that in a second, but I I like in in addition to Charlotte, I think that that's gonna be interesting. Um, my my big problem is uh, the dog Richard Burton because I don't like change, and I don't know why she has a bulldog instead of a Cavalier King Charles. Yeah, Spaniel, she she used to like love a, Elizabeth Taylor, yeah. and I wish that they she would have like continued to have a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. But that's I feel like the bulldog though is much more of a hairy dog than it is oh, a Charlotte yeah. dog, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That that's true. Yeah. Uh, anything else from Charlotte? I feel like she has. Of course, she was like ragging on the hair. Um, not the hair. What did I on the dress? Oh no, on the hair. On Miranda's, Miranda's hair. hair. I hated this. I felt like this was so mean to do to somebody who you know is already very nervous for their first day of class to then be like oh but aren't you gonna dye your hair bitch she's not trying to fake shit she's real and just let her live her life you don't need to do that what about her um her new bestie ltw lisa todd wexley yeah Um, um, her girl crush like who steals french fries after covid what a weirdo weirdo yes also i love uh what's it miranda who's like she's black charlotte or somebody says she's black charlotte i think anthony said it maybe oh you're right i think it was it's very anthony of him to say that yeah but i think like it's fine i'm assuming she's gonna be a lot you know bigger have a bigger role as we move forward in this season it feels like and this is a good thing the show is trying to have more diversity because obviously it's a very white show um and so we do get you know the professor and we get her and i think great inclusion um nice of charlotte to have like a buddy on the side because i mean we all know it's never been you know charlotte has never been anybody's first pick for best friend in this group of four it's just Mm -hmm. not been the case so yeah fine by me that she has it, it seems to make sense to me that charlotte would have a fellow mom friend yeah, this um this actress Nicole Ari Parker, she has bewitching eyes. She has the lightest hazel eyes that you just like stare into. They're like cat eyes. They're like yeah, they're yellow. really nice. Yeah. They're crazy. Um so that's Charlotte. Uh 
I think that her focus is probably going to be mostly on her family, on her daughters. Um, seems like her and Harry are pretty like They're solid. solid. They're yeah. solid. Um, let's quickly touch on Stanford and um, and Anthony. Um, of course, um, it, it is to be said that Willie Garson passed away, Stanford Blatch, and yeah. it's very, it's so nice seeing him. Like it warms my heart, and I love Stanford. Like Stanford is somebody That's that I just want to character. I just want to hug him. I want him um, in my life as my friend. And I, I I, really love him. And I loved him as a character. We talked to him about him in our Boy Meets World podcast because yep. he pops up a bunch. Um, so um, apparently Willie Garson passed away during production. Um, and he, the series will mark his final on-screen appearance. He passed away at 57, and it's just heartbreaking. We love Willie Garson. It is. I think Stanford is one of my, you know, my favorite characters in Sex in the City when I go back and rewatch it. You know, I, I love Stanford. It, it's really sad. Um, I think it's it's really bittersweet seeing him on screen again because we know that this is his last performance. Um, but it's also nice to be able to to mark, you know, I imagine Sex in the City was a big, big part of his career. And so to kind of mark his final um, moments of his career with this show, I think is really nice to think about. Um but yeah, let's let's get into uh, let's get into a little bit of Stanford and Anthony. They're they're having issues because Anthony because has been scrolling be. hot boys <laughs> for a bread delivery okay, service. Yes. So yeah, you know how like it's the joke that everybody got into like sourdough yeah, during the pandemic. Yes. This yeah. Is the thing. So he has his own sourdough starter, and he has a bread company called what was it called like Hot bros bread or something like that um something like that yes it's a bread delivery service it's some yeah it's something about hot bros bread and so he needs hot guys to deliver the bread and so he's just like scrolling instagram for hot it's guys to hot, hot fellas bread hot fellas there bread. you go I think I yeah. like hot bros. Scrolling for hot boys to deliver the bread, and Stanford is jealous. In addition to that, Stanford takes too long to get ready, and Anthony left, which I feel yeah. like is super rude. I um, mean, I don't blame Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. I think it's right. He was trying to decide, like, which. Um, I would get pissed. I would get pissed with waiting. I would. No, no, yeah. we don't get pissed. So, yeah, yeah he left. Uh, so they're having issues, uh, probably because they just shouldn't have been together in the first place. I don't understand why they were ever a couple, but, you know, that's fine. Because I think you hit the nail on the head, to be yeah. honest with you. Yep. Um. So that's what's going on there. We don't know what's going to become of them. Perhaps... Um, issues down the line. Anthony has always been, I mean, obviously if we had to choose, I like if we had in the divorce, like who we want to Oh, we're easily choosing Stanford. Yeah. But Anthony's always been like so much fun and it's been like, he's very Charlotte's fun. friend. That's Charlotte's best friend. While yeah. Stanford is Carrie's best friend. Yeah. And Anthony is like, the person that you want to go shopping with and like pick your wedding dress with. Cause Anthony is who you go to for tough love. Yes. Stanford is who you go to if you want to snuggle. Yes, exactly. That's mm-hmm. true. Uh, so we'll see what comes from that. I'm not quite sure. I'm not. I don't mm-hmm. think it's very promising. And why did Stanford? I don't understand why Stanford had to go to the balcony for the. Because he was being petty. That's so why. I 
So he wanted to go all the way up to the balcony and not sit with everybody else. I, think I guess so. It's childish. silly to me that they wouldn't just have him sit like at the end of the aisle instead of next to Anthony. Is it but, bad know. that um, he was scrolling for hot fellas on Tinder for to deliver the bread? I think if it's solely for work purposes, then it's fine. It's a tax write-off, that Tinder membership, for extra swipes. (laughs) Yes. Um, But yeah, that was their storyline. Again, pretty minor compared to the rest of them. But let's let's get into the main main thing here. Because, I mean, the the other thing that I think, and we're going to hit on it when we talk about Carrie's storyline, is this show is not, the vibe is different. While the fashion feels very much the same of the original Sex in the City mm-hmm. and the characters feel very similar to who they were in the show. All of those things feel the same. The tone of the show is extremely different. If you're going into this show looking for a Sex in the City reboot to f- and like a comedy of sorts, like a half an hour comedy vibe, yeah. you're not going to get that. There were no a- laughs to be had. No laughs. It was so much more serious down from the COVID I laughed talk. once. When was I, that? And um... Later in the episode where Carrie is like, have fun with that whore Alexa or Allegra. Oh, yeah, Allegra. Yes. Yeah. I think this show just has a different vibe in that, like, you know, there's COVID talk, which obviously to me brings the mood down. I think like it's just a more serious tone. And when we get to the final scene, because we got to cut into the quick here. We get to the final scene where it's a piano recital and Big is exercising. I'm like, why are we interspersing these scenes of a really nice, you know, um, classical music situation and Big exercising at a Peloton? Like, why are these two things combined? Um, And then he fucking dies. I can't believe it. I was like, the fuck? I thought the most surprising thing up until that point was that Carrie wanted to watch Big masturbate. And then we watch him (laughs) fucking die. Yeah, like, I mean, when we were gang, okay, number one, I fully blame Lily for Big's death because if she didn't choose a fast song, then he wouldn't have died. Like, if she just did a somber, like, symphony, he wouldn't have been riding so hard. Yeah, he wouldn't have ridden the Peloton so hard. Um, So I blame Lily. It's all her fault. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like, when I was watching it, I was like, fuck, they're going to kill him. As soon as he got into the Peloton and she started playing that aggressive music, I was like, they're going to kill him. A part of me was like, maybe if we're lucky, like, he'll, like, masturbate, like, really quickly. And, like, I was like, okay, like, he'll either masturbate or he's going to die. Um, oh, my God. He, he died. Um, they killed Peloton Big off. Her. How is Peloton approving of this? I just love that, like, this... This show is honestly an encapsulation of everything that was 2020 and like COVID lockdown. You have your sourdough starter. You have your COVID talk about social distancing. You have your jokes about the social distancing. Tell me your script was written in 2020 without telling me tell your script was written in 2020. The Peloton, right? Like all of this stuff is so 2020. And so he... He dies and like we see him, he takes a heart attack and it's sad because this is like he's messaging Carrie like, oh, we're going to take off tonight. And I thought 
I thought it was going to be worse where he was going to say, go out for drinks because I thought it was going to, that was going to be, well, she waited too long because she went out for drinks and then she finds him dead. Yeah. Now I do want to point out for anybody that doesn't remember, Big has a previous heart condition. He actually had heart surgery um, in season six. Um, And then in addition to that, there was a call out in the, the masturbation scene where he was, she says something along the lines of like, oh, are you going to take your emergency pill? Whatever the pill was. Where's the pill? Oh, I, I forget the name of it. Yeah. Um, And that pill is actually um, for tightness of the chest. Uh, nitroglycerin. It's yes. uh, used to treat and prevent chest pain. So um, there was a, a couple of little Easter eggs, if you're paying close attention. Um, and also the cigar smoking probably didn't help. But yeah, I no. I was very surprised. And I think at the end of the episode, I was kind of stunned. Like I didn't like burst out crying or anything. I was just like, oh my gosh, like, well, are we was... really doing this? The very first yes. episode. And I suppose like it almost makes sense because... Number for a couple of different reasons. Like number one, Carrie needs material for her shitty podcast, <laughs> which we'll and, get into because we, we. I have many thoughts. On, yeah, on that. She needs so she needs material for her shitty podcast. Number two, Sex and the City is at the end of the day about like gals gallivanting in the city and dating, and we can't totally do it with three married but, women. I what guess. do we do? Fast forward five years where she's not a grieving wife? Like I just, I, I think that like this is know. a this is a fucking choice to start off your show with this being the ending to your first episode. Like I was sign, I was not fucking signing up for this shit. I was signing up for Sex in the City rebooted, like fun comedic times talking but I'll about tell you, sex. Okay. But I'll tell you why we can't have that. Because Samantha's not there. Samantha and we will get into was, that. Yeah. Samantha was always our comic relief. She was always the person to, yeah. like, lighten up the mood. She was always the person to, like, bring in the raunch. She was always the person. Yeah. They, I mean, they used Samantha as the comedic relief in so many senses where, like, you know, she had the most gratuitous sex scenes. Mm-hmm. She, ha- she was nude the most. She, I mean... There's like a whole thing where Sarah Jessica Parker is barely naked. Oh, she's you only see her back. You never even see Ever. her chest and or anything. Exactly. But like like Samantha had to Kim Cattrall had to pick up the weight in a lot of that. Then in the movie, they had this terrible like storyline where she gained weight, which was like ridiculous. So they like use her as a punching bag in that. Mm-hmm. And it's like she was used for comic relief in so many different ways. Is that that's why this show is not joyous and it's not funny. It's well, because and the thing that, have- that pisses me off is. I feel like they take so many shots at Kim Cattrall, not Samantha in this show. They say like, because the whole reason they use that because they don't, they don't, I guess if you want to give them some credit, they address it head on. They don't pretend like, oh, you know what I mean? They say why she's not there. Yeah. She's in London. We'll go to the beginning. So we have, um, Mitzi or Bitsy Mon Mufflin, which I don't know if you remember. I do. Her. So she comes in. She's like, I haven't seen you in so long. Like, which is kind of funny. It's very like 
meta like yes we there's a lot of familiar for, faces yeah. in this um yeah. and they ask oh like where's your like fourth friend and she and they say charlotte says she's no longer with us charlotte you're an idiot what the fuck she's not dead which obviously all of us were very concerned that they would she kill had cancer. Samantha she had cancer so i feel like that was like kind of like a little crazy that was um, a very low blow for the watchers i think um yeah yeah it's like it was kind of like a dig at the fandom like oh are you worried that samantha's dead because we didn't kill her, but just kidding. Like, maybe yeah. we did, but no, but we But then didn't. we're just going, kidding. instead of her being dead, we're just going to take shots at her constantly. Right. Like, so the then, whole reason she's not around is because Carrie dropped her as her book publicist, and Samantha took it very hard. She's not returning anyone's phone calls, and she moved to London. And, like, there's even a line, I thought I was more to her than an ATM, Carrie says. And I'm just like... I, I feel like that's that. a SJP line to Kim Cattrall. It is exactly that. Because we all know they had beef. Like everybody, yeah. anybody who's anybody knows they had fucking beef back yeah. when the show was filming. I felt, yeah, I did feel kind of uncomfortable in that moment. I thought that it was weird. I think that if I'm thinking about like who Samantha is as a person, I think that she always, her friendships were always more important to her than her career and i think that she would have understood the 100 percent, and she was she very good at her personally. job she was extremely a great publicist yeah and i don't think that she would have taken offense especially she if she knew that the book business um is not that like yeah. is not that great so i don't love this i would have probably had a worse issue if they killed her so i don't know what the right solution is besides I th- not I think doing the, the show or only doing the show the sh- with the I know, but I think the solution is, oh, she's in London and she's busy. Like, I don't think we need to say that she opens- left suddenly because of uh, X, Y, Z. Like, yeah, I don't know. I there's don't know a better what, way to do it. It would have been too many questions. I don't know what the, the right thing to do was, aside from just, like, maybe thinking that we don't need a Sex and the City reboot with all four girls. But. Yeah. I just think, like, it's a, it's... I don't like the way they did it. Is that's my yeah. oh, big gripe I have with this your biggest this gripe. series? Yeah, they I don't say like that. you know they all say that they've been trying. Like Miranda and Charlotte haven't spoken to her, but they tried. They called. They texted. Mm-hmm. Carrie called and texted. It doesn't work, and they say it's weird because we thought the four of us would be friends forever. And I think that they, um, when I've been reading articles, they said like you know it's a natural part of life that friends, um disappear from each other's lives and i think that is true it's definitely true um you know not everybody is friends for 80 years of their life Mm -hmm. but i think that as a show it's a little hard and i think that we were definitely missing samantha's presence um especially she brings the funny i think a lot of the time and she brings there was not a lot of funny around yeah um yeah, so it was it was definitely missed. Um, we see Carrie coming home to Big, and they they actually seem very happy. Um, I thought that they were, you know, a lovely couple. Uh, my biggest gripe with the scene is that apparently Carrie gives shit about salmon now and cooking when she was never a cook. And this is the COVID storyline. Like literally everything 
about 2020 is encapsulated in this show Wait, where like suddenly people now? learned how to cook yeah that was a big yeah. thing that people were learning how to cook during covid and i don't I guess like it i like it when carrie line. uses her oven for a closet well she doesn't need to now she has a fucking fancy ass closet well but, i mean i was waiting for that closet yeah so that was like that was her big storyline and the other big storyline she has is the podcast so the podcast is now like, you know, your modern day sex column. <laughs> I, um, yeah, it was awkward. Okay, we've always awful. talked about like, like, oh, like, should we be in a vice podcast? Um, This is our answer. Fucking no. We definitely should not be. Um, this, I hate Carrie's podcast. It's and it's awful. Like, like, Jessica, if we even are remotely like Carrie's podcast, I think that we should just quit right now. The thing is, is when you have a, a sound clip that just goes, uh, woke moment or whatever the fuck it was. It was so, so awful bad. and cringy. Yeah, so we have this new character, um, two new characters for her for the podcast. Uh, yeah. I don't know their names. Oh, um, Shay. Uh, Shay, C-H-E. Yes, she's played by, obviously, a very famous actress. Um, Sarah Ramirez. Yes, who was on Grey's Anatomy. Um, that's how I recognized her. So she's the queer, non-binary, Mexican-Irish diva, as she describes herself. Mm. Um, or themselves, I should say. Um, and... Yeah, and so that Shay is like the main podcast person, and then Carrie is like the cis woman, and then there's another character. I don't think I wrote down his name, um, and he is like the cis man, and they all make up this podcast group. Yeah, and today's subject is um, masturbation, and the question is, why do women not masturbate on the subway? Because we're not discussing sickos. What do you mean? The questions they were asking, I would like turn beat red at like yeah. what do you mean masturbating you shouldn't be masturbating in public like there's laws against that like what yeah. are you talking about and then it was like Carrie like do you masturbate and like Carrie is like very uncomfortable with this and she yeah. tries to brush it off they keep pushing her um and the thing is is that like Carrie's column there she talked about sex but she mostly talked about relationships and she never yeah. was vulgar in her column that's right. the thing um so although like she talked about her escapades like it was never like ever vulgar like this um yeah especially about herself maybe she would talk about her friends i mean she did talk about charlotte like really being into the rabbit um, vibrator yes. but I think the thing is though is it's like it's really awkward and then like she's not doing a good enough job so Shay comes in and they're like you need to step your pussy up or you're gonna get fired basically yeah um, like she, you have to be more open and it's like oof I just, Carrie says that she's more comfortable with the relationship aspect like this is the worst podcast ever it just felt and this is me as a cis woman saying this it felt like this is what the show thinks wokeness is um, and using buzzwords like woke versus actually diving into yes. true LGBTQ like storylines. So the question is, is it intentional and are they are they poking fun point? at it or are they are they 50 year old white women writing for a show and don't get that it is um, unironically, like, not yeah. working. 
I don't, is I don't it think ironic they, I don't think they or understand. is it unironic? So you think that they're just like not getting it? I think they truly don't get it because like mm. they they almost did too much. Like, again, I love the including diversity, including these conversations, having more LGBTQ characters, a P, a B, a bi POC characters. All of those things are wonderful. But I think they're doing too much and they're like trying too hard and like. They're almost going too far in the opposite direction where they're like, look at us. We're woke. We're using terms like woke. We have a podcast. Like, it's too much. It was. It felt like, and I guess like, I guess that's like maybe my problem with this pilot um, is that it tried too hard and it was too much. And I think that that's kind of like encompasses the whole issue. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hate, I, and also the fact, like, so we got her being a podcaster and she's also a fashion Instagrammer, like, blogger, uh, which is, like, weird as well because she takes photos of other people while they're just walking around well, i mean like people do that that's like a thing i sit I on tiktok all the time to do but like so i think it that kind of makes more sense that she's like a fashion blogger but i thought that it was weird as well um so just wasn't this wasn't a storyline i really enjoyed um i just know, there's just some stuff about like Again, there's just some stuff about this reboot that I'm just like not super keen on. And I felt like they were just pushing it too far and trying to act like they they both wanted to. They really wanted to make a show that is set in 2020 as much as humanly possible. And they did it. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what more I have to say on the on the well, premiere. Yeah. But. So, yeah. So uh, we get I mean, I think the biggest or the biggest takeaway is like. Big passed away. Carrie got the text from Big, or she said that she was going to go home. They're going to leave that night. She goes home. She sees Big um, in the shower, um, not doing well. She runs to him and screams his name and at no point in time calls the police. I am screaming. I was, so you had already watched the episode and I was messaging you and I was just like, why isn't she calling 911? Bitch, call 911. Why are you not calling 911? Like, I was aghast that she's just like. She, all, all she had to say was, she was like, John, 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 John. That's John, it. John's not doing well. John, call no, the police. Like, and the not only like that, but they had him do the thing where his eyes are open when he's dead. And it really oh. pissed me out when shows do that. And then it's like, and then she said, and then the last line of the episode is, and just like that, Big is dead. Like, what the yeah. actual fuck? Yeah, it was awful. Truly horrendous. Um, fucking hated this. I was like, what the fuck show am I watching? Like, this is pissing me <laughs> off because I'm supposed to be having fun. Like, this is... Yeah, Sex we the are. City of Where's Reboot? the fun? Where's the fucking fun? Guess Where's what? The fun? It left with Kim Cattrall. That's where yeah. it is. I, I, I think pissed. Yeah, I was shocked that they did this. Um, it... I I, I, I I didn't like it. Like, I don't no, want Big to I die. Like, like I, 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 you know, for all the grief that I've ever given Big, I don't want him to die. He was a young Exactly. I don't man. like Big, but I don't With want a, him to die. He had a great record collection. He had, they were only on, I don't know what letter, but they were not to Z yet. They had a lot of records to listen to. Yeah. And I don't want to see Sad Carrie because Sad Carrie doesn't wear fun clothes and Sad Carrie doesn't curl her hair. And Sad Carrie... I've seen a lot of sad Carrie in my life. A lot of sad Carrie. And it's dark days. 
It is. Days. So can we get into a little? So we're okay. gonna do some some brief takes on the because we both watched episode two. I didn't know they were gonna do two episode drops. I knew. Um, so we're gonna get into a little bit of our thoughts on the second episode, but first we're going to take a brief break for our sponsors. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Okay, so the thing is, I am turning into episode two. Okay, I well, yeah, I watched it like a little bit later. Now, what are you going to say? The first thing they show us after Big dies, literally, because you know a lot of people jump from right from episode one into episode two. The first thing I have to see is Brody fucking. The first thing, the first thing I have to see is Brody fucking. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Brady. I, Why do I say Brody? Brady. Brady is I, fucking. I blocked it from my head. This, so I this wish is, I could. This is what I was referring to. Like, I don't think that I need to see a 17 year old like having sex like this. But if somehow if he was 19, it would be better. I don't know why. None of it but, would be better. I don't want to see any of it. I don't want to see him having sex is the point. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was a weird juxtaposition, especially because they knew that they were going to release two episodes at the same time. Yes. What so the fuck? It's, like, it's a weird thing to be like, you know, back in the day when this was like releasing once a week, like maybe it wouldn't be as like, oh, OK, wow, we're doing this now. But um, that's what we got. Uh, so and then obviously they share a wall with their parents and we, Miranda and Steve, hear it. Well, actually, Steve doesn't because the a whole nother Steve storyline oh, is that he's, Steve he's like almost deaf. He's nearly <laughs> deaf and has, um, uh, has hearing aids, which he takes out uh, in opportune moments, like the concert and whatnot. Amazing, love yeah. that for him. Um, yeah, but yeah, that is the that's how we start the episode, and then obviously most of this episode is spent with like Carrie funeral. making funeral plans. And I will say yeah. something I liked that they brought back is that Miranda is the first call for Carrie, and Miranda stays with her. Miranda cuddles her. Miranda yeah. is there for her. That was That's a very a call sweet... Back. It's a callback, and it's a like sweet she's, moment. Miranda was always that first call for her. Yeah, and I loved that moment, but some of the stuff I fucking hated in this episode was just to do some quick hits, because we're not covering the full thing. It's like, Charlotte... Makes it... Get it together. It's not yeah, about you. 
It's not about you, Charlotte. And the sooner you realize that, the better of a friend you'll be. Yeah. Sobbing at the funeral home, like, and Carrie is trying to keep it together. She doesn't need that right now. No. I understand emotions she are difficult guilty. to control. And of course she, she feels guilty, but like fucking suck it up or leave. Like, yeah. Those, but are, like, those are your yeah, options. Charlotte's blaming herself because if she didn't push Carrie to go to the concert, then she would have been with Big in the Hamptons. Right. Uh, Carrie's blaming herself because if she just listened to what she actually wanted to do and leaves to the Hamptons on Wednesday, then he wouldn't have died. They're both blaming yep. themselves. Honestly, he was on his thousandth Peloton ride. It was probably going to happen eventually. I it's guess. no one's I fault. Know. It's just it's the, no it's just the it's thing just the that happens. Life. But yeah, Charlotte but really Charlotte me makes it about episodes. her, which Ugh. is very Charlotte. Like I feel like we've seen something like this before. Um, it's not great. Um, my biggest takeaway from this episode was I thought that the funeral itself was absolutely breathtaking. Um, it was all white. The uh, design the was white. amazing. It was exactly um, what you think a funeral carry planned would look like. Yes. Um, and I got to tell you, I ugly sobbed. Big fat fucking tears <laughs> when Carrie goes there and sees the flowers and, and she's like, I yeah. asked for no flowers. And then they're like, okay, but like, we think it's really pretty. And she's like, who is it even from? And she opens the card and it's Samantha. Love Samantha. Did it say from Samantha or love Samantha? It said love Sam. It's love Sam. I don't know about that. I think it said love comma Sam. I think it said or love, love comma Samantha. It doesn't matter. It said love comma her name. Okay, but it said love rather than it did. I sobbed <coughs> the biggest. <laughs> sorry, okay. the biggest fucking tears ever. It was the. It was the. That was the moment where I was like, okay, they got me. Like they got me here because they shit on her all last episode. And then they had this moment and I was like, that is something Samantha would do. Samantha, no matter what, no matter what she was going through, she would do something I like mean, that for Carrie. My argument would also be she'd fucking show up, but Kim Cattrall is not coming on the show. So that's why I'm like, they keep including her and it's confusing to me because it's like, yeah. what are they going to do after? Well, it opens the door for her to like potentially come back. But well, it's she opens her text her. messages like later to like text her. Yeah. And she says, thank you. Yeah. So I don't know. That was that was the one shining moment for me in in this episode was the stuff with with Samantha, because that really got to me. I felt like. That was so sweet and it was very heartfelt and like the whole funeral procession I thought was really well done. Um, but yeah, it's I think this episode is can be a really tough watch for some people, though, because I think we're coming off of COVID. I mean, we're still in COVID, right? Fuck. Um, and a lot of people have lost people um, because of COVID and because of other reasons. And I think that when you bring this into the equation, uh, I think it's it's tough to watch and I think yeah the mouth that I wanted to scream again they they had another COVID storyline where what the fuck is her stupid fucking name shows up Mitzi Mitzi and she's like my husband died during COVID and I wasn't even able to hold a proper funeral and blah 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 blah, blah, blah. bitch Carrie doesn't need to hear this right now her husband just fucking died shut no, the fuck everybody up everybody makes about themselves it was infuriating to watch and I think that if you're not in the right mental headspace to watch this episode I don't think it's for everybody it is yeah. not the old sex in the city from the 90s like no. it is not that anymore it, this is a, a and it's 
it's even like a very different tone from the first episode. It's it is like you grieve throughout it. Yeah, Carrie can't sleep. She's definitely not eating. Like she is not functioning well. She has Miranda and um uh Miranda and Charlotte coming in and out sleeping with her. Um she gets Big's ashes hand delivered in a box um to her which is really awful and heartbreaking and she's not wasn't right. <laughs> I've I've never heard of such a thing. Mm-mm. And then sleeps next to it on the couch. It was hard, hard to watch. Yeah, I just think this is not this just doesn't feel like the old show. And I I mean, we've only gotten two episodes. I'm I'm kind of curious to see what they do. I want to know if there's going to be like a time jump for the third episode or are we going to be oh, stuck that would in be interesting. I just are we going to be stuck in Carrie's grief for a long time? Because if so, if so, I got to be honest, I don't know that I have the capacity to handle watching Carrie grieve for another couple of episodes. Like, I just feel like it's a little bit too. It's a sensitive topic, I think. Um, and so I don't know. I think. Grief is a natural part of life, but at the same point in time, I don't need to watch it and have COVID mentioned every fucking five seconds. And so that, to me, I think was like the hardest stuff to watch. Um, But I don't know. What would you, I guess, what would you give your like overall review of the show so far? The first episode, I fucking hated it. I hated it. I really thought like, I hate this. I don't like change. And it was felt very jarring. I will say the second episode turned it around a little bit. I'm a bit of a sad sack and I think that I enjoyed I didn't enjoy it, but I think I appreciated what they were doing there. Um yeah. and of course, I think like there's a lot of things that left like a really bad taste in both of our mouths from the first episode and they tried to like redeem it a little bit in the second Mm -hmm. so like for example the samantha thing of course miranda is slightly less awkward to her professor almost um i think that charlotte had a really nice moment with her girls so there are some things i did like in the second episode um we also see like Miranda's parenting with Brady. I felt like that was really weird. We see an yeah. interesting interaction between Miranda and the podcast uh, uh, Shay. Host, yeah, which kind of leads to like a future prediction, maybe of mine. Um, there's a lot of things. A lot of yeah, a lot of questions. I'm going to 100% continue watching. I don't think that there's a world that like I don't watch and just like that. If they're putting out content, I will watch it no matter how big the dumpster fire is. And mm-hmm. that's because it's just it's probably like one of the only shows that I would actually do that for. Like no matter what the content is, I will watch because I have that much love. Just like it's just like, hey. Hey, Sarah, we're going to put out five more seasons of Pretty Little Liars. What do you say to that? I oh, will say, no. I will want to murder myself, but I will be there. It. I will yeah. be there. I can't not. And I think Sex and the City or and just like that is just like is just like that. Oh, wow. I will um, watch it no matter what. I think I'm going to give it another episode and see how I feel. 
I just think it's going to really and maybe I'll ask you too, like uh, on the next like if, if they, yeah. I don't know are they dropping can we do you know are they dropping one uh, at a time next from now week. on? Uh, I think so. I think okay. that we're going to get another one on the 16th. Okay. Um, so we'll see. Um, I'll definitely give it a shot. I just think I don't know that I'm here for the tone and stuff like that. And I just, yeah. I'm trying to protect my peace a little bit with not always watching content that mentions COVID every five seconds because yeah. it's just not good for my brain. It's not good for my noggin. So Did you, you know. watch the coming attractions? I did not. Okay. So at the end of episode two, they did like um coming attractions like clips for the future yeah and it looked more joyous okay so fingers crossed that it gets there I just think like I think you're right I didn't really put two and two together that like the reason the tone and the comedy isn't there is partly due to Kim Cattrall not being there and Samantha as a character not being there I do think they could do their best though to make it a little bit more lighthearted. and I know this saying this after big dies is difficult but I think like we need to do something because I can't be in this like Mm-hmm. sinkhole for yeah. a bunch of episodes so do you have any predictions um well my prediction right so prediction numero uno was that we're gonna deal with some alcoholism stuff with Miranda um I think that you were spot on with um one with Rose Charlotte's daughter being queer in some way you know coming out in some way something like that I think is on the horizon for for her um I think Carrie and the podcast are gonna be I don't know. I don't know if that's going to work out. I think they want. Is it? Is it Shay? 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 Maybe Shay. 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 Um, I think they want Shay around, and I think they want um the actress on the show. Yeah. But I don't know if the podcast situation think, is going to work out. I think that Shay and Miranda are going to form a friendship. I could see that. I could very much see that. Or um, more. Yeah. Maybe. And then I think my other prediction would be we do fast fast forward at some point a little bit, probably not a ton because they do have um, like teenage actors and actresses. And so it might be difficult. But I think I don't know. I think they'd at least fast forward at least six months or something because that would make sense. The grief process is still around even six months. Obviously, it's around forever. But yeah. at the same point in time, it's not as fresh. It's not as new. Um, so yeah. maybe maybe that's what we do. Do you have any any bold predictions to make? Uh, Carrie kept her apartment um, and I think that she is eventually going to move back into her apartment. I think that it's too, number one, that's a big ass fancy apartment uh, to be there on your own. Also bad memories. She probably doesn't want to be there. And I think that um, the audience wants to see Carrie at her old apartment. Like I think that that's yeah, in the chair. Yeah. In the yeah. I think that like it's an additional like character is Carrie's apartment. Yeah. Um and like the infamous Carrie's closet. So I think that we're probably gonna move back there. And I also think that um I think that Stanford and Anthony are not like going to be together. Yeah. Um there's gonna be a separation. I'm very curious how they're going to handle um, Willie Garson's death yeah. um, and how it, they're going to It would be to tough if they had out. another death. Like. Exactly. So I'm curious how they're going to handle that, um, especially because, you know, I wasn't sure that Anthony and Stanford were going to be really prominent people, but they were pretty prominent in these two episodes. So um, I'm curious how they're going to handle that. And I think it would be hurtful and sad if he passed away as well um yeah but it's real life so um 
yeah, I we I'm gonna continue watching. If anybody wants to send us your opinions or your thoughts or tell us if we were wrong or right or we missed anything, shoot us um, your thoughts at Shit90sPod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, we also cover Boy Meets World and Dawson's Creek weekly as well as bonus content. Um, we have like tons of different things that we cover 90s movies this month we're doing christmas movies for the month of december so we're covering um the santa claus and home alone as well as covering friends holiday episodes and ranking them so it's a busy month in december um and like i said you can find us at shit 90s pod on twitter and instagram uh you can go on website www.shit90spod.com follow me at sarah ferguson jess what's going on with you um, as usual, you can find me over at Posture Recaps covering Succession, another HBO show, if that's something you're interested in. Season's nearly done. But if you're watching, go check that out at Posture Recaps. And also Community over on Community Building at Posture Recaps. Um, we're in season two of that. So check both of those out. And otherwise, you can find me right here um, covering this, you know, premiere with Sarah and all the other fun things that we're doing on Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I had a really great time, despite the fact that I had a lot of issues with the the show i had a great time discussing all of it today so yeah yeah it really got us heated there was a mm-hmm. lot to talk about i thought we'd disagree more i thought i was gonna come in here being like charlotte fucking sucks well, you were like, gonna be like a hardcore i like i mean like i like charlotte does suck but also it's very charlotte's like you know yeah you no know, yeah. people are what they are you don't change not much apparently Um, So this was a ton of fun. Uh, Thank you all for listening. We will talk to you all next time. Bye. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.